When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Yes, I am in New York City. I have managed to outlast the COVID vaccine requirements in order to go into bars and restaurants and inner buildings. Your boy is still unvaxxed, but one year after I was last here, I am now back. If this is an interesting backdrop to you, Uh, We are having a saloon theme here for uh, our studio in New York City where I do the Buck Sexton and the Clay Travis show. Uh, And so we are going to be celebrating soon the one-year anniversary of that show up here in New York City. We have a big party, lots of different events surrounding it. So that is why I am up here, and that is why I have the unique backdrop. But we got a lot to get into here today. Uh, I want to start with a lot of you may or may not know that I graduated from George Washington University in Washington, D.C. They gave me an academic scholarship. I went up to GW, uh, had a good time, graduated. And during the time that I was there, the George Washington University was known as the George Washington uh, Colonials. Our mascot was the Colonial. And we have a George Washington mascot who would run around dressed like a Colonial General managing the colonial army. Now there has been a determination made by imbeciles at my alma mater that the colonial is an offensive mascot, and so they are having to move on from it. Uh, I am reading from an official email from George Washington University, which, by the way, is right now, I believe, around $70,000 a year to attend one of the most expensive schools in the entire nation when you factor in tuition, room, and board. I'd like to mention again that I was a scholarship kid who graduated in three years. Oh, by the way, not trying to brag or draw attention to myself because that's not who I am. Uh, But here is the message from GW. I'm writing to give you a confidential heads up, which will be announced publicly later today. This was not really that confidential of a heads up, by the way. This is sent out to a lot of alums. Uh, After thoughtful and deliberate process, the university's board of trustees has decided to discontinue the use of the Colonial's moniker. It's a mascot. A new moniker will be introduced by the 2023-24 academic year. Until that time, we will continue to be the Colonials. The decision was not taken lightly. What's important is that we move forward to identify a moniker that will unite and unify the GW community and increase pride in our institution with a moniker that reflects the values, strengths, and diversity of our worldview. The selection of our new moniker will require a deliberate and thoughtful process. Uh, And anyway, all of this is total and complete crap. And it's probably not going to surprise you that everybody out there um, has uh, has recognized, who has a functional brain, that this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And uh, by the way, 
I'm reading from one of my friends who's an alum who sent me this, and this is from one of the statements that's out there. The special committee identified a significant difference in connotation for the term colonials. For supporters, the term refers to those who lived in the American colonies, especially those who fought for independence and democracy. For opponents, colonials means colonizers who stole land and resources from indigenous groups, killed or exiles native people, and introduced slavery into the colonies. These are perspectives that cannot be easily harmonized, the committee concluded. Use and popularity. Okay, so here's the deal. The people who believe that they are opposed to the term colonials are wrong, all right? There has to be a right and wrong with the historical record. George Washington led the colonial army. The colonial army was made up of British colonists who decided they no longer wanted to be ruled by a foreign land, and so they were going to take arms up against those who would rule and oppress them. This is what the story of America is. That's why we fought a revolutionary war. The colonial army overthrew the people who turned them into colonies and created independence for America, which led to the new birth of a nation. The colonials were the people fighting against the colonizers. I understand that people are dumb in America and that lots of people are too dumb to understand basic facts, but your goal as a university is not to placate idiocy. It is to educate. That is why universities exist. And so I say to anyone who is also an alum of George Washington University, we as a school failed. This is an embarrassment. This is outrageous. This is the opposite of education. It is ignorance. And so I can tell you that as one of certainly the most esteemed alums of George Washington University, I am done with supporting this university in an academic fashion, in a financial fashion. You will never get Never get another dollar from me. And as probably one of the wealthier alums of the recent generation to graduate from GW, good move, Board of Trustees, you absolute imbeciles. You have made yourselves the laughing stock of America, and you have managed to completely erase the entire purpose of a university for existing by deciding that the word colonials is offensive. And I just got to be honest with you. This is where all of this woke absurdity leads to where you have to undertake things that are patently ridiculous in a mascot perspective. All right? This is what I've been saying for a long time. It doesn't ever end. They are going to, mark my words, they are going to at some point also decide that George Washington the founder of our country, is too offensive to some people because he owned slaves and because he was a white guy. And so at some point, when you take away colonials, you are effectively attacking the history of George Washington himself. And it will not end here. There is going to be a demand 
that the university itself's name be changed and that it's not appropriate to call a university George Washington University. I'm telling you that's where it's coming. And for someone who grew up, went to school here, got a degree, I hate that you are helping to destroy the value of my degree by making George Washington University a laughingstock. And for someone who lived in a dorm that overlooked the Washington Monument when I was a freshman, this is where we are headed. George Washington University itself is going to one day, there's going to be a substantial demand that it be renamed because George Washington was a white slaveholder. Yes, he was maybe the greatest president in the history of our nation. Yes, he helped to ensure that we had a full and flourishing democracy. But, like all of us, he was imperfect and he was a reflection of the times in which he lived. They're coming for George Washington, too. It's never going to end because the progressive movement doesn't end. There always has to be something new, even when it leads to moments like this that are an embarrassment to the university and an absurdity to anyone who has studied the historical record. And I say that as someone who graduated from George Washington University with a major in history such that I was able to learn the difference between someone who fights for freedom and against colonizers and someone who is actually a colonizer. This is next level stupid. Next level stupid. But congratulations, GW. You will never get one of my dollars for the rest of your days as a university. Congratulations on alienating a huge percentage of your alumni base and also managing to make yourself the laughing stock of America and also the people who you think you're making happy aren't going to be satisfied. They aren't ready to relent in any way. You change the name Colonials and what comes next, they're going to demand that George Washington's name come off the university. It is inevitable. You are all imbeciles. If you had any intelligence at all, you'd be begging people like me to sit on the board of trustees to keep you from making such idiotic decisions. You are disgraces. Boom. All right. Speaking of disgraces, Lord Fauci, the emperor Fauci, has gotten four shots, two initial COVID shots, two additional booster shots, and he still tested positive for COVID. Now, of course, he's going to say the reason why he's having no issue with COVID whatsoever is because he already had four COVID shots. But guess what? I didn't get any COVID shots, and I had COVID twice, and I had no issues whatsoever. This is continuing to make the entire COVID shot process a sham. Look, the reality is this. COVID shots provide some small measure of limited protection for a relatively short period of time before they then, at best, provide virtually no protection. Dr. Fauci, home, resting comfortably. When is he going to acknowledge that he helped propagate one of the worst scientific disasters in American modern history when he advocated for mandates on the COVID shot and demanded that many people lose their jobs for refusing to get the COVID shot. 
uh, Dr. Fauci, maybe it'll be the fifth shot that saves you from COVID, or maybe all those shots that you guaranteed that if everybody got, it would stop the spread of COVID. Guess what? Now you have COVID. You can send out your statement that you're thankful for your four shots. Otherwise, it would have been a lot worse when there's no evidence that that, in fact, would be the case in your particular situation. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Big results last night. In the 34th Congressional District in Texas, a young woman named Myra Flores won her election. Let me tell you some of the details of this election and why it was so significant. Myra Flores is the first Republican to win in the 34th Congressional District in Texas in 100 years. Think about that for a minute. It's been over 100 years since Republicans have won this seat. Putting it into context for you. Hillary Clinton in 2016 won this district by 22 points. As recently as 2020, the retiring congressman won by 14 points. Now, Myra Flores, the Republican candidate, born in Mexico, the first woman born in Mexico to ever be elected a congressperson in the United States, has swung this election by 21 points points. They went in the space of less than two years from Democrats winning this congressional seat by 14 points to Republicans winning it by around seven points. Now, Joe Biden only won this district by four points, but what it represents in a larger context is Hispanics are overwhelmingly all over the country breaking in favor of the Republican Party because Democrats have become totally insane. The kind of Democrats who are demanding the word colonials be stripped from George Washington University are alienating people all over this nation. And as a result, we are going to see not only a red wave, but potentially, potentially a red tsunami, the likes of which we have never seen before in the history of this country. Hispanics are breaking for Republicans because they believe in America, because they understand the difference between boys and girls, because they have strong family values, and because the Democrat Party is culturally insane. And everyone with a functional brain who doesn't live in New York or L.A. is rejecting them overwhelmingly. Monster win. Congratulations to Myra Flores. So not one bit of news here. They are redistricting the congressional district, the Texas 34 congressional district, so that it's even more slanted in favor of Democrats. So Myra Flores may have a difficulty in winning this election again in November. But in the short term, she is going to go to D.C. and begin to represent the Republican Party there. 
in a larger context, a 21-point swing in South Texas is going to make people who wake up in New York and L.A. after this midterm wonder what in the world has occurred and what has gone on. And if this is representative, which I think to a large extent it is, of the red tsunami that we are going to see, not just a wave, a tsunami, then many people are going to get overwhelmed by the degree to which the Republican Party is going to dominate. We may have a 1984 Ronald Reagan-like victory on the precipice of occurring here, a seismic redirection of the country, all thanks to Joe Biden's incompetence, which has led, by the way, in the last hour or so to a three quarters of a point interest rate hike, your mortgages, your loans, they're all going to get far more expensive. It is the biggest hike since 1994, and they also are letting it be known that they may have to do another three-quarter of a point increase at the next Fed meeting in July in an effort to try to deal with rampant inflation at 8.6%, thanks to Democrats wildly overspending. Without Joe Manchin, and I hope you went and watched that video I shared on Twitter of Joe Scarborough on MSNBC, without Joe Manchin holding up against the $5 trillion in additional spending, this would have been a truly unbelievable double-digit inflation going on right now. Uh, it's gotten so bad, in fact, with Joe Biden, that Don Lemon and Van Jones on CNN are even questioning whether Joe Biden is going to be able to run in 2024. So if you want me to give you a prediction, here is a prediction right now. I think when the red tsunami hits in early November in the midterms, what's going to occur is Joe Biden is going to be so irretrievably weakened by one of the worst beatings that has ever occurred in a midterm election in this country. Given his age and incompetence, he'll be basically 80 years old at this point. Democrats are going to kick Joe Biden to the curb. You can already hear those arguments starting to be made. When that occurs, there is going to be a desperate rush to see who is going to represent the Democrat Party in 2024. I don't think it's going to be Joe Biden. On the Republican side, I believe what is going to happen is we are going to have Donald Trump run and Ron DeSantis run, a lot of other Republicans. But what this election is going to come down to is Donald Trump against Ron DeSantis. One of the two of those guys, I believe, is going to win the Republican primary and then go on and win a landslide election against whoever the Democrats put forward in 2024. I don't think it's going to be remotely close. I think the Republicans have a lot better, a lot better options potentially to put in office compared to the Democrats that are out there in the mix, which leads me to this. Speaking of Ron DeSantis, a couple of different things. One, this is pretty cool. Uh, the DeSantis campaign sent me, I don't know how close you can zoom in on this or if you can see it at all, but I'm holding it up. This is a Ron DeSantis baseball card from his tenure as the Yale, uh, as the Yale baseball team captain in 2001. DeSantis and I are the exact same age. Uh, he played in the Little League World Series, won the U.S. Southern Regional Championship, went to Williamsport, and then was the captain of the varsity baseball team at Yale. It's autographed by Ron DeSantis. This is a cool idea 
for anyone out there who is a baseball card fan like I am. Now, DeSantis uh, was asked earlier today, and this is pretty funny, uh, Elon Musk tweeted that he believed he would support Ron DeSantis. By the way, Elon also tweeted that his first ever Republican vote was for Myra Flores, the congresswoman who is now going to be representing South Texas. Elon Musk, of course, has moved to Texas, and he voted for Myra Flores to represent him uh, from a congressional perspective. But he also said that he's thinking about supporting Ron DeSantis for president. DeSantis said, of course, that he has to first win re-election to Florida in 2022, but that he was always glad, and I'm paraphrasing, to have the support of African Americans. Of course, Elon Musk, born in South Africa, is an actual African American, even though he is a white guy, immigrant to the United States, founder uh, or, or owner right now of a majority of the shares compared to anybody else in Tesla, SpaceX, and, uh, and others, maybe also about to become the full owner of Twitter before all is said and done. Um, Karen Jean-Pierre. They has has done such an awful job in the White House as the spokesperson that they are having to bring in a reliever now to potentially start to speak on behalf of the Biden administration. It's become such an embarrassment how badly she's doing her job that even the Biden administration that only seems to care about identity politics is willing to bring in a replacement. Karen Jean-Pierre has only been in that spot for about a month. And now there is potentially going to be a new uh, helper there for her. But I hope you guys saw the disaster of a response to the baby formula crisis question where she flipped through a huge binder. She seems unable to answer questions on her own and basically has to have pre-written answers to all of these questions. It is a perfect example of the incompetence of the Biden administration from Joe Biden to Kamala Harris uh, to Merrick Garland on down. This is the worst administration, certainly including Mayor Pete, that has ever existed, in my opinion, in the history of the country. Now, some people say, well, what do you think about this? I don't want Joe Biden to be incompetent because when we have the disaster that we have right now in inflation and in murders and in the southern border, and we have war in Ukraine. Everything that Joe Biden touches turns to crap. It's the Bidus touch. I'm not in favor of it because it hurts all Americans, whether you're Democrats, Republicans, independents. But it's a reality. And you have to call out incompetence. And I can't even think of a single competent person right now in the entirety of the Biden administration. They are an abject failure. And Karen Jean-Pierre, at least in that respect, fits the bill because like everybody else in the Biden administration, she is utterly incompetent. Uh, Deshaun Watson has now been accused by a 25th and a 26th woman of sexual assault. It's an unprecedented number of accusers. To be fair, Deshaun Watson still have no charges having been brought in any of these cases of a criminal nature. But theoretically, these new women have not necessarily been investigated. There was a huge mess in the wake of the New York Times story. Watson met media yesterday in Cleveland and attempted to try to answer his way through the mess. It is, though, a remaining to be pretty indefensible that the Cleveland Browns gave him the largest contract in the history of football. 
No one has ever gotten more money than Deshaun Watson got, despite the fact that 26 different women have accused him of sexual assault. The NFL is conducting their own investigation. It remains to be seen what we will actually expect to see in terms of punishment uh, as it pertains to Deshaun Watson, but it is going to be certainly a huge mess going forward for the Cleveland Browns, for Deshaun Watson, for everyone involved in these legal proceedings as they continue to play out without any sort of resolution. Uh, Data came out. There was some poll work. We had it up at OutKick. A majority, substantial majority of Americans are opposed to trans activists uh, being, trans athletes being involved in sports. Uh, In particular, biology matters. And it's not a surprise to me that there is a substantial majority that believes that men should not be competing against women simply because they identify as women. Certainly, this became a major issue with the Penn transgender swimmer, but this is becoming a battleground across all women's sports. I have been clear, transparent as I can be. There is no way to justify a biological man who decides to identify as a woman being able to compete against those women. It is the antithesis of a fair competition, and it shouldn't be permitted to happen on any level certainly high school, college, or pros where high-level competition is occurring. Uh, Howard Stern is evidently upset. Howard Stern is an embarrassment, frankly. This guy went from a huge rebel in the uh, in the radio space to a pathetic loser who now sits around trotting out whatever far left-wing mantra needs to be established. He is upset with the golfers who are going to work for a Saudi Arabian-owned entity. And this is just emblematic of why Howard Stern, who started his career as a rebel, has now become the most boring and predictable and pedantic loser that exists right now in the larger radio ecosystem. There's a reason why the Clay and Buck Show had 17.5 million downloads in May, one of the biggest number of downloads anywhere in the country for any podcast, while simultaneously being one of the biggest radio audiences anywhere in the history of radio, and that is because there's a desperate demand for sanity in an insane world, and it is what we are delivering every single day. We appreciate all of you who have been fans and continue to download and support everything we're doing with Clay and Buck, as well as on the OutKick uh, website, where we're setting records virtually every single day. So much great talent, so much great writing. I appreciate all the work that everybody is doing there. Tommy Laren's new show is going to start on Monday. We continue to expand. I will be on America Reports tomorrow. I will be on Jesse Waters tonight. I am in New York City, and I just want to say thank you to all the support that we have gotten for the radio show and all the new programs that we have debuted over the last year. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick the Show. I'll see you guys on Fox News tonight. I'll see you on Fox News tomorrow morning, and I will hear you and hopefully be able to hang out with you. You'll be able to hear me on the Clay and Buck Show tomorrow as we roll through a fantastic Thursday edition of the program. See you guys then.